Hello, welcome to North Douglas Church Online. I'm Pastor Rod Fair, and I am delighted to be able to share this message with you today. Today is the beginning of a number of messages and a 50-day spiritual adventure. These messages for these next seven weeks will be leading up to a celebration of Easter. We're going to take these seven weeks, these eight Sundays, and we're going to talk about the journey that Jesus took up until Resurrection Day. There were a lot of different events and there are a lot of things that happened and we're going to just talk about eight of those events, including the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as we work towards the celebration of Easter. And I'm delighted that we can talk about the humanity of Jesus as well as the divinity of Jesus. That is, the humanity, how he talked with others and how he interacted with them, how he showed God's love to people that he was with, as well as the divinity of Jesus and how he demonstrated the power of God and the things that he said and did in order to show who he was as the Messiah, the Savior of the world. We're going to post all of these messages uh, on our social media pages. You can go to our YouTube channel North at North Douglas Church, or you can uh, go to our Facebook page also, search for North Douglas Church. You can also find all of these things on our webpage, northdouglaschurch.com. And if at any time you have a prayer request during these 50 days, the spiritual adventure, you can send your request to prayer at northdouglaschurch.com and we'll be uh, able to uh, pass that along to our prayer team that they can pray over it. Also, we want you to know and be able to interact with you as we we pray for that, just to know how those prayer requests are going and, and uh, what God is doing in your life. So if you'd like to send that to us, then please uh, forward an email and we'd be happy to interact with you. Some people may be thinking, what is a 50-day spiritual adventure? Or maybe even why would we do a 50-day spiritual adventure? Well, I want you to know that a spiritual adventure is meant to take you forward in order to help you to move towards a great celebration. Now, whenever there's a, a big holiday or a major event, we go through a planning process. Maybe you've had a, a birthday party or an anniversary in your home, and you've been, had to plan out what you're going to do in order to celebrate. So you've somebody had to buy food, somebody had to invite the guests. Maybe you had decorations uh, for this party that you've been planning at your house, and somebody had to put those up. It's a process. It takes some planning. It takes some time. And in the midst of that, there's anticipation of the celebration. Well, we want you to anticipate the celebration of Jesus Christ uh, on Easter. We want to celebrate Resurrection Sunday as a day that is one of the best days that the church ever celebrates. We want to celebrate Jesus as the Messiah, our Savior. And we'd like uh, us to, to be able to do it together, whether it's people that are watching online or people that are physically coming to the church building. And uh, we just think that Easter is the best reason to be able to celebrate Jesus. Now, whenever we are planning an event, it's nice to be able to uh, get into it slowly and work up to what is the big celebration. I mean, we, we do this with Christmas and we call it Advent when we're working towards the celebration of Jesus as the light of the world. And so each uh, day, each Sunday, we take some steps to spend time with family, 
to talk about Jesus and as uh, coming into the world. And we then work up to celebration of Jesus' birth. But Easter is a little different. And so I know that as we come to look at Easter as a major holiday, we also need to be able to appreciate it. And so these 50 days are meant to help you appreciate what is coming in the celebration of Jesus' resurrection. So I want you to be able to take in a few different things in this 50-day spiritual adventure. Certainly on uh, the Sundays and the messages, I'm going to speak about the events of Jesus' life, like I've mentioned. But there's also a couple of special events that we want to be able to celebrate together. And now, currently here in Victoria, British Columbia, we have a number of COVID restrictions that prevent us from meeting physically uh, in the church building. We can't have a worship service. But we can have a worship service outside if it's a drive-in style service. And so on March the 7th and on April the 4th, we're going to have two drive-in style services. We'll have some worship and we'll have the word. We'll be able to celebrate communion together, uh, all while in the comfort of your own vehicle. And we're going to broadcast the audio through an FM station and just be able to be together while still maintaining some of the physical distance protocols that uh, we're required to do at the present time. But I know you'll be excited to be able to gather. If you're outside of the Victoria area and you're uh, hearing this message, I encourage you to gather with others to think about how you can celebrate the Lord's Supper, how you can celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ uh, on Resurrection Sunday and on Easter. But we're also going to take in a special spiritual challenge that I want to give to you throughout these 50 days. Now, you may say, well, what do I have to do? And that's exactly what I was hoping that the question would run in your mind, that this is something that you can participate in. I want you to take a a note, and it can be a post-it note like this or a piece of paper in some way, and I want you to think about Uh, either a a song lyric, uh, a poem, maybe there is a scripture verse or maybe a quote from an author that you consider special to you that has encouraged your faith in Jesus Christ. And I want you to take that uh, lyric, those words that have inspired you and your faith in Jesus, and I want you to write them down. You can put them on a post-it note like this, or you can write it on uh, a notepad or maybe in a journal. And I want this to be something that will remind you of what's inspired you to follow Jesus. And then I want you to do something else. I want you to take the next step and I want you to take your your written note and I want you to post it somewhere. Now, we use post-it notes to remind us of things. We put them on our computer monitors. We may put them on our fridge to know what's coming up or things that would remind us of things we have to do or maybe a grocery list that we have to buy. But wouldn't it be great if we could encourage ourselves and the people that are in our home every single day? If you take that inspirational quote, put it on a post-it note and stick it where you will see it, maybe on your bathroom mirror, maybe on your fridge, I believe that you will be encouraged as you continue to read that throughout the 50 days spiritual adventure. I'd like you to do a new note every single week. And I want you to think about what it will be that can inspire you and the people in your home. Think about your friends and family that come into your home. They come to 
grab a glass of juice from your fridge and what do they see there? A post-it note that says something inspirational for faith. Some reason that helps us to remind us of the great things that Jesus has done. Now, if you want to take a bigger step, something that is uh, a little bit deeper than if you're on Facebook or Instagram, I want you to take that idea, that inspirational quote, and I want you to post it on Facebook or Instagram. I'm gonna show you what I mean in a couple of minutes, but I want to remind you that as we share these things with friends, it can inspire their faith. If we're inspired, we can pass it along. And so I want you to post your note, but I want you to make sure you add the hashtag inspiring your faith. So hashtag inspiring your faith. If you add that to your post, then as the church continues on these 50 days, we can all be encouraged by searching for hashtag inspiring your faith. Now I'm gonna show you this very simple Facebook post that I have chosen from John chapter 11, which I'll be talking about in a few moments, but it simply says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. That's a great inspirational quote from scripture. And I have posted it, showed you what it looks like on Facebook. On Instagram, it looks a little different and you can see that I've dressed it up and put a picture there with it. And I've added the hashtag inspiring your faith so that people can find it. And so if you post something, include that and uh, we'll be able to encourage each other all through these 50 days as we journey with Jesus towards Easter. Let me talk about raising Lazarus from the dead. I chose John chapter 11 as an example of hashtag inspiring your faith because it really lets us look into this first major event of Jesus' life uh, as he was being led to the events of the resurrection day. And why I say it's the first major event? Because when Jesus raised Lazarus, his friend from the dead, the religious leaders were very determined at that point. They were very upset by what Jesus had done. Great miracle of God that nobody would deny, but at the same time, they were very, very upset with Jesus having that kind of focus and the limelight being on him. And so at that point, they had literally decided that they needed to put Jesus to death. And so it leads up to all of the events of the cross and all of the things that led to ultimately the resurrection of Jesus Christ himself from the dead. And so it says in John chapter 11, verse 53, that when the religious leaders had met together, so from that day on, they plotted to take his life. And you see the events of Easter really started when Lazarus was raised from the dead. Uh, there was uh, set in motion all of these things that would determine that Jesus would go to the cross. Now let's just talk about the story about who these people were. You see, Lazarus was a friend of Jesus. Uh, he also had uh, two sisters, Mary and Martha, and when Jesus would journey to Bethany, the place where they lived, a couple miles outside of Jerusalem, ultimately he would stay with them. And since they were his friends, they supported his ministry, they provided a place to, to stay, some food, and they were able to enjoy each other's company. Lazarus was a friend of Jesus, somebody that that, uh, that Jesus valued. Now, Lazarus became ill, he became sick. 
And Jesus had in mind some things that would happen in the course of this event. Now you need to know that he told his disciples while they were away from Bethany, they were farther away, he told them that Lazarus was ill. In fact, he said, Lazarus has fallen asleep. And the disciples didn't quite get it. They didn't quite understand what Jesus meant. And so finally, he just very plainly spoke to them, starting at verse 14 of John 11. And it says, So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. As Jesus journeyed to Bethany, he discovered that Lazarus had actually been buried in the tomb for four days. And he met Martha, Lazarus' sister. And Martha, of course, being in in grief and concerned that her brother had passed away and the trouble that this would be uh, for their family. But uh, Jesus came to her and said that Lazarus would rise again. Now, Martha thought that he meant, yes, eventually in time when God uh, brings all things in the end times to a culmination, then Lazarus would be raised from the dead like all of the other righteous and godly people. That's not what Jesus meant. And so Jesus said to Martha at that point, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God who is to come into the world. Martha confessed her faith. Even in the midst of her grief and the trouble that it was that Lazarus, her brother, had died, she says to Jesus, you're the Messiah, you're the one I'm trusting in. And she may not have understood all that was going to take place, but she ultimately trusted Jesus because he was the Savior to her. And that really is a point that we need to wrestle with. You see, the point of faith in Jesus is this connection with God. Will we connect with God? Will we trust him with our life, even when we don't know what's happening, even we don't understand the circumstances that we're being led through at the moment? Will we trust Jesus? Do you believe in Jesus as the Messiah? Do you believe that Jesus is a savior for you? You know, we can make that decision simply by coming to to God, confessing our sin, asking for his forgiveness and saying, God, will you help me to believe? Will you help me to follow Jesus the way that will lead me in a godly and righteous life? And in that moment, you become connected. We make this connection with God in prayer. We ask Jesus to help us. The Spirit of God comes into our life in a way that just energizes us spiritually. And we find that that relationship with God is blossoming and and, uh, we have faith in Christ. And that is exactly the situation that Mary and Martha and Lazarus, they were followers of Jesus. They trusted him. And so Mary and Martha were in the midst of this time of grief because Lazarus had died, and yet they were still believers. They were still followers, even though they they were hurting. The scripture says that when Martha heard that Jesus had arrived, that she went out to where her sister Martha and Jesus were talking. And this is what she said. 
when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? In this moment, Jesus shows his concern and compassion for his friends. I mean, he, he enters into their grief. And I want you to see the humanity of Jesus in this. I mean, you may question that and say, okay, how come Jesus is crying when he knows and is intent on raising Lazarus from the dead? So, I mean, if, if Jesus is going to raise Lazarus from the dead and he knows what is going to happen, then why would he cry with Mary and Martha at the tomb? I think that you see the humanity of Jesus in the fact that he enters into the sister's grief. There is a very strong human emotion of loss and Jesus is there coming alongside of these people that he cares for, being a part of it, being a part of their life, being a part of their struggle. And I think that's an important thing for us to note. Maybe you've suffered loss. Maybe it's been a person that you've loved. And, and yet you've wondered where God is. I'm here to tell you today that God would like to enter into the grief of your life, the, the struggle, the emotional pain of your life, and be with you. He would like to care about you. He'd like to show you the, his compassion. Because I tell you today that God loves you. I tell you today that God is with you. But you know, the humanity of Jesus is important, but so is his divinity. And within this scenario, he knew exactly what he was going to do to display the power of God. And so Jesus comes to the tomb with the intention of not just being a part of the grieving process, but overcoming death through the power of God and raising Lazarus from the dead. He was not content to leave his friend Lazarus laying in a tomb. And so I want you to know that he is able to save. Jesus makes this approach to Lazarus' tomb and he issues this command. Found in John chapter 11, starting at verse 38. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there's a bad odor for he has been there four days. Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. The power of God was demonstrated with Jesus' intent coming to the tomb in order to release Lazarus from the bonds of death. 
And so he commanded Lazarus to come out. And he praised God, his father, for hearing him. He praised God and said, God, I know that you hear me. I want these other people to know that you hear me and that this is important. He asked Lazarus to come out of the tomb. And uh, it was such an exciting moment. I can just imagine here the astonishment on the sister's face to receive their brother back. That here comes this man coming out of this hole in the side of the the rocks. And uh, he's covered in all of these grave clothes. He's wrapped from head to foot in this linen. And they have to unwrap him to release him. What an amazing story. But what an amazing demonstration of the power of God. No one, not even the Jews, questioned that this was an amazing miracle of God Almighty. And Jesus displayed his divinity in these moments. Now, what do we learn from all of this? I want you to know that Jesus made this really demonstration of God's power for not only the sake of his friend Lazarus and and Mary and Martha, his friends, but his disciples needed to believe. They needed to understand the power of God, and so he showed them who he was. He showed himself as the Messiah, the Savior, that he literally could give life. And that was important for the disciples, and it's important for you and I that we understand that Jesus is the life giver. If we are committed to following Jesus Christ, then we will trust him. Then we will come to him and understand that he has all the power that's necessary for us to receive eternal life. He has everything we need to experience the compassion and the love of God. And this is really important as we go forward because not only do we want to experience these things for ourselves, but we want to be able to pass them along to others. We are representatives of Jesus Christ in this world. If we are followers of Jesus, then people know who Jesus is by our words, by our actions, and so we demonstrate who Jesus is through who we are. And so as we come to an event like Lazarus being raised from the dead, then we need to acknowledge that it affects us and our belief, our trust in who Jesus is, that Jesus is our Messiah, that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus is the Savior of the world. And this is the main point of my message today, that we need to care for people like Jesus cared for his friends, and we need to pray for miracles like Jesus demonstrated to his friends. You see, we can be like Jesus in showing compassion to the people that we know. We can show compassion to those that are in trouble. And we can show compassion to those that are on our street or in our home. They might not have any particular prayer request, but we can still love them and care for them just like Jesus cared for his friends. But we can also come uh, with the power of God praying that God's miracles would occur in people's life. Now, certainly for people that are in trouble, that is a big deal. And we can come representing Christ saying, we believe that God has an impact on our lives and we want to pray for you that his power is demonstrated in your life. 
And we can also bring God's blessing as we're praying, saying, God, I know that uh, these people don't have really any special request or they're not in trouble, but may you bless them. May your power come upon them. May you unite them with you in relationship that will bring blessing into their life. We are Christ's representative. And so we can show the compassion of God and the power of God if we are willing to trust God and to help him. And so I, I want you to do this. I want you to trust God for yourself, but I want you to trust God for others, that we would represent Jesus and we would make a difference in this world by really showing the world who Jesus is. And I want you to know that I believe that you've got this. Now, what a great start to our 50-day spiritual adventure, to take in a story like Lazarus being raised from the dead, to be challenged about uh, the fact that Jesus is the Messiah, that we can trust him. But I also want to remind you that we want you to start this uh, spiritual challenge about the inspiring words. And uh, we want you to be able to post notes uh, online as well as just using regular post-it notes in your house to uh, make inspiring words that will encourage people in their faith in Jesus. Don't forget that your online posts need to have the hashtag inspiring your faith so that we can all enjoy that together. I want to thank you for taking in this message today and this beginning to this 50-day spiritual adventure. Let me pray for you. God, we just thank you so much that we could be together. Thank you for Jesus as our Messiah. Thank you for the demonstration of the love of God as well as the power of God. And God, we pray that as we are moving forward and following Jesus, that you strengthen our faith and help us to be a good demonstration of what it means to follow you throughout our spiritual lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day.